Hey, my name is Sam Anderson, and I'm the student pastor here with Crossroads Students. If this message speaks to you in any way, we'd love to invite you to one of our student nights. They're for all students from 6th grade to 12th grade, and it takes place at Bradley Central High School's Little Theater. Please be encouraged. Enjoy the message. I want to just simply read for you what a guardrail is. For those of you that don't know, guardrails is when you're driving down and you get to a real dangerous part of the road, going down the Ocoee River, going over the mountains, and there's looks like, like there's, there's more danger on the other side of the guardrail than there is where you are. So they're saying, you know, we want to try to minimize the opportunity for you to get to the extreme danger. So we're going to put some danger in your life, aka if you hit a guardrail, but that's not going to be as bad as if you were to go past it. Listen to what a guardrail is. You ready? Listen to this. A guardrail is a system design. That's the key word there, a system. It's a system designed to keep vehicles from straying, from straying into a dangerous or off-limit area. See, I, I want to talk to you guys. I, I really believe there's, there's one thing that I could tell you tonight that goes into what Pastor Sam was talking about. That in 25 years of student ministry, if there was one thing that I could get you to understand as, as the pastor of Crossroads as you're moving forward, there's one major principle that I don't think most of you really grasp. And I'm just going to give you this one simple thing. And I'm going to ask you, is it true? And if it's true, then I want you to respond to it. Is that cool? So I'm just giving you one simple thing, and if it's true, then I want you to respond to it. Now, we've already identified that there's a real good chance that I may know something that you don't know. I was in student ministry for 25 years. Before that, I'm going to freak some of you guys out, I was a teenager. Isn't that crazy? And you're like, but not like us, because we got phones, and we've got this, and we got... Listen, we didn't have stuff to occupy our lives like phones. We would make like homemade ramps and jump over stuff and we would be like going cliff diving. Like we did some stupid stuff. We didn't have Candy Crush. We had Bone Crush, you know? And, it, and so, so I get that it's different, but maybe just maybe there's something there. And if it's something that's really true, then maybe it can be something that, that could act as a guardrail in your life. Something that you just say, you know what? There, there may be some more danger on the other side of this. So therefore, I'm going to put this principle in my life. You've heard me on Sunday morning talk about some of these principles. I talked about the principle of the law of the harvest. Whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Well, there's another basic principle I want you to get. Very simply put, listen to me. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. Every time I say that, it's funny because you go, <laughs> you're looking at your neighbor. Like, <laughs> my life sucks because of you. <laughs> and that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is your friends will have a huge influence on the direction and the quality of your life. In fact, your parents already realize this. In fact, they realize it so much because of their own experiences that most of the time, they drive you crazy when it comes to you going places with your friends. Anybody ever had this happen? Hey, Mom, can I go over to so-and-so's? Nope, you're not going over there. Why? Because I said so. Isn't that the worst? 
just want to just, you don't understand, Mom. You, you don't know what it's like to be a teenager. No, she actually does. And some of you, some of you have actually been pulled out of schools and put into a different school. Because your parents realize how big of a deal it is with the people you run with. Some of you have moved towns because your parents said, you know what, you're not going to be with these people. We're going to rearrange because they realize that the friends that you have will determine the direction and quality of your life. And the crazy part is that does not make them out of touch. What it makes them is they know something you don't know. In fact, there's three basic principles. Three simple principles that I want you to get when it comes to the aspect of your friends will determine the direction and the quality of your life. The overarching thing that I want you to get, the one thing that I wrote down, is you need to understand that acceptance usually leads to influence. Where you find acceptance, you will drop your guard, and that will lead to influence. Now, if you're around Crossroads much at all, you'll know very quickly, we define leadership as influence. But I'm telling you, you find a place that you're accepted and you will drop your guard so quick and you'll allow them to start influencing you. You say, Mickey, prove it. Well, I don't want to talk about you. So let's do what we do as teenagers. Let's talk about your friends. Yeah. Anybody know somebody? Don't raise your hand. Anybody know somebody that's doing something that just a few years ago they said they would never do? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Anybody in a situation or know somebody in a situation? Not, not that you would be in this situation, but I'm talking about like your friends, like you know, somebody else. That just a few years back, they said, I would, I mean, never. I would never, ever, ever smoke that, drink that, do that, kiss that, blah, blah, what, whatever that is. And all of a sudden, they're right in the middle of it. I would never talk to my parents like blank. I would never use this type of language like blank. I would never, whatever the never is. And all of a sudden, the place that you found acceptance became your norm, and they started dictating what you started saying is okay and what's not okay. See, here's the three things. I'm, I'm just going to read them real quick, and I'm going to actually be done. Three things you need to know about relationships. Number one. When you are in an environment where you're accepted, you are more influenced by the people that are accepting you. Prove it, okay. Think about your life. If there's people that are rejecting you, do you accept what they say? Or you just get frustrated, be like, yeah, just like when you don't know it, I'm going to do something crazy. But the people that accept you all of a sudden after a little bit of time, things that you used to say you would never do, you find yourself doing it, don't you? Second thing, most things you have done wrong, you are not by yourself. When it comes to relationships, I want you to think. Most things that you have done that are wrong, where you found yourself doing that, something that you said you would never do, I am pretty sure, I am willing to bet, I, I really think I know something that you may not realize yet. You were never by yourself. I'll take it one step further. Whenever you're crossing that line, not only are you not by yourself, 
but you're not with your enemies either. I believe if you were to look at this and really think about some of the times that you made some decisions, the only common denominator besides you being apart is you was with a friend. You see, Mickey, like, wow, this is like Debbie Downer. Like the pastor shows up and he starts talking about my friends. I'm not talking about your friends. I want you to catch your whole thing. But I want you to understand the truth. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. Here's the way it says in Scripture. Are you ready? It's Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Scripture may be on the screen. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. That's a promise. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. That, that's the first is a promise. The second is a warning. Whoever walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Now, let me kind of give you an understanding what that means. Anytime you look at the Bible and it starts talking about wise people, here's the one common denominator of somebody that's wise. They realize that life has a constant connection. Wise people realize the decisions I make today affect my tomorrow, and my tomorrow affects my week, my week affects my years, my years affect my decades, my day. Like, decisions that I make, right? it all connects. Like, you just don't wake up one day and go, oh, I'm 45, married with kids. Well, how did this happen? Like, there's things that, that connect. There's decisions that you make. There's a moment that you're going to have in your life that you're going to go out. If you're a guy and you're going to go up to this girl and you're going to say, hey, would you like to go out on a date? And crazy to think about it, from that moment, you'll never be single again. Ain't that right, Pastor Sam? And it's exciting, isn't it, Pastor Sam? <laughs> Jason's like, maybe you better be exciting. <laughs> but in a moment, everything changes. Wise people realize there's a connection in life. Foolish people. If you were to look at the biblical definition of what a fool is, throughout Scripture, it's one common denominator. Fools know the difference in right and wrong. They just don't care. Like, it's not that they don't know right or wrong. They just honestly... Don't care. So when this says, walk with the wise and you will be wise, it's talking about this one word. Are you ready? Here we come. I'm fixing to tell you a little hint about student ministry. It's called being contagious. Like people want to be around people that are contagious. People want to be around people where they are accepted and they are loved and those people are contagious. But fools, it's not that you become a fool, but their actions, I guarantee you will end up causing you some sort of harm. It doesn't say that they will harm you. It says that their actions will end up causing you harm. You say, Mickey, what's the point? Well, I, I, honestly, I want to sum it up. Can I make it simple? Tonight, I'm not talking about who you're running with, and who are your friends. See, a lot of you immediately, that's where you, oh, here we go with the whole friend speech. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to ask you a different question. 
if friends will determine the direction and quality of your life, then what kind of life is your friends getting? If what I have said is true, if your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life, then I'm not asking you what is your influence that you are gaining from your friends into your life. I want to ask you, what are your friends gaining from you? Because here's what my heartbeat is as the pastor of Crossroads Community Church. I was in student ministry for 25 years. And I don't mind telling you this. This isn't a prideful statement. This isn't an arrogant statement. This is just a truthful statement. I would have loved to have an opportunity to be at a church that was doing service the way we're doing with a pastor that loves students as much as Pastor Sam loves students with the support of a lead pastor and with something that you could embrace and bring people to. Majority of the 25 years I was in student ministry, we were constantly battling what you would get on Sunday morning compared to what we'd try to create on Wednesday night. And there was like this great divide. But the crazy part is we watched it explode and transcend on one key concept. Relationships change everything. If we are friends that are going to determine the direction and quality of somebody's life, and by them being with us, their life's getting better, they'll come back. I want you to think about that for a minute. Your friends, when they're around you, do you make life better? Do you, do you focus on godly attributes? If they follow your lead, do things get better? Most regrets that you're ever going to have in life usually start with, me and so-and-so went to blank. Me and so-and-so did blank. Some of you younger guys in middle school, you're like, I don't know about this yet. Well, you, you may not be there yet. Go talk to the Elijahs. Go talk to the Bradens. Go talk to the Haley's. Go talk to some of the ones that are seniors, some of the ones that are juniors, some of the ones that are freshmen that are already getting bombarded in the first two weeks. Go talk to the Ainsley's. Go talk to the Avery. Go talk to the older ones and let them tell you, listen, there was never a point in my life that I said, boy, I can't wait to do blank. It just so happened that I got around the wrong people. And I'm going to tell you the key to student ministry. Just make it the right people. Let me prove it to you one more time. Don't raise your hand. But how many of you asked before you came tonight, who's going to be there? See, when the right people start showing up, and they quit letting the friends determine the direction and the quality of their life, but they start being the direction and the quality of other people's lives, it changes everything. And here's the crazy part for me. 
in all the years I was in student ministry. I don't know of a group that would supersede the ones I'm looking at right now. Pastor Sam is so much further along than I ever was. Because honestly, the main people I reached was all the athletes. I didn't have the ability that Pastor Sam has to reach the diversity that's in this room and everything that you guys bring. And I think you're this close to watching this room, as large as it is, become too small. And it's not about getting a bunch of people. Don't mishear me. It's about influence. Your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. And if that trait statement is true, and we know it is, because of God's word, can I ask you one more time? What are your friends getting from you? See, this is the reason why I'm so big on the social aspect. You know, I know sometimes people want to sit there and they want to talk about, you know, hey, you know, I don't know, that, that may cost a lot of money to go skiing. That may cost a lot of money around the pool. It may cost a lot of, to do a fallout. I don't know, can we do that? I mean, can we, can we have a scary fallout? Are people going to talk about our church? I don't care. Because when I was your age, and you said, hey, Mickey, come to my church. Man, I got a great Bible study for you. <laughs> Ain't happening. Hey, Mickey, come here. I got a relationship for you. Let's go fishing. Let's go to a fallout. Let's go skiing. Let's go hang out. Let's go to camp. Let me introduce you to Pastor Sam. Let's come. You'd catch me there. But what are you going to do? Lord, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for the opportunity to share with these amazing students. And Lord, it's a very, very simple message with one main point. Biblically speaking, we understand that, that your Biblical truth is that if we run with the wise, we will be wise. But if we run with the fools, we will suffer harm. And because of that, we understand that our friends will determine the direction and quality of our lives. So if we are dissatisfied with what students are getting in Bradley County, then we got to redefine their friends. And the only way we know how to do that, God, is to be one. Lord, I pray that this place will become the most contagious, sought-after, exciting place where students will not only experience you, not only experience biblical truth, but they'll also experience meaningful relationships. Deep, quality relationships that aren't hinged on doing the right thing or the wrong thing, but they're hinged on the love that only we can have because of you. I pray that in this place, there will be acceptance. That no matter who walks in that door, that they will find acceptance because we understand where we find acceptance, we will gain influence. And more importantly, I pray that there will be protection. I pray that you'll protect these students from going down a road they don't need to go in because they were trying to be a friend. Lord, simply put, I ask this. Will you give us the ability to be the influencer rather than the influencee? And may we do that well. And we pray.
Amen. You know, this time of the year is always a different time of the year for me. It was September the 5th, 1989, here in a few days, that I was woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I sat on an old couch from the 70s, and I was told that, hey, buddy, your father just committed suicide. And so I went into my teenage years looking for a lot of different answers. Do you know what I found outside of the church? Acceptance. You know what that gained? Influence. You know what it resulted in? Baggage, addiction, and harmful lifestyle. But I'm so thankful that I was 16 years old, somebody came into my life that changed it. They didn't ask me to go to a Bible study. They didn't ask me to come to a youth group. The guy showed up and he asked me to go fishing. He said, Mickey, would you like to go fishing? I'm like, fishing? Are you kidding me? He was an old dude. Old dude at the time meant he was about 31. When you're 16 years old, 31's old, isn't it? A lot of you guys have met him. Every summer he's up on the mountain with us. He's called Nicky. He ended up being my youth pastor. And it's through Nicky and through a relationship with Nikki that not only did I pray to receive Christ, but I felt a calling into ministry. And through all these years, that influence has spread to all of us being together now. So that leads me to the last question. How big of a deal is your friends? And how big of a deal is your influence? You literally may be spending time with somebody that you don't realize years down the road is going to be sitting in front of 50 plus students and sharing a story about how you loved them and loved them well. See, that's the key. Pastor Sam's been talking about the cure. It's not about, hey guys, come here. We got the cure. It's Jesus. Nobody cares what you're saying. But they're consumed with what you're doing. Love people well. And accept every single person that comes through that door. It'll not only change you, but it'll change this group.